Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to New Idea Investigates. I'm Marianne Harris. Thank you for your company as we embark today on the unsolved, mysterious disappearance of a young Sydney man. Nick Velyanovsky was 28 years old in 2014. Holding down a good job and a steady girlfriend, life held a promising future. With striking Macedonian looks, he was popular and well-supported by his close-knit family. But on the 11th of June that year, Nick's name was added to the missing persons list. He hasn't been seen or heard from since. His bank account remains untouched. His bedroom at home remains empty. What happened to Nick that fateful day and what theories surround his disappearance? Oh, devastated, heartbroken. I miss him so much. At times, as time goes by, the pain only gets more unbearable. The eldest of two boys to Sylvia and Draghi, Nick lived with his parents and brother Jim in their modest Bankstown home. He worked as an accountant, his spare time spent with family, friends and longtime girlfriend. In the months leading up to his disappearance, Nick had told his mum Sylvia that he'd bought an engagement ring for his longtime love. By all accounts, life for Nick was good. Uh, Nick was wonderful son. He would do anything for his family and friends. Um, he was very compassionate and social um, and was always the life of the party. Um, loved all sports, um, played soccer, um, basketball, um, karate. He was a black belt uh, at the age of 12. So um, mm. he was really easygoing and, you know, very friendly, would could talk to young and old um, and just enjoyed life. Monday the 9th of June was a public holiday, so Nick wasn't at work. Yet Tuesday the 10th of June didn't see Nick return to his office. Yet he arrived home late that night, headed straight for bed, and this was the last time his mum Sylvia would see him. At 11 o'clock at night, uh, the doorbell rang, and I called my husband, he's a deep sleeper, so, you know, I got up and went down to answer the door. As I was going, um, as I was going down, um, Nick's bedroom door was open, so I knew if he's at home, you know, uh, the door will be closed. But because it was open, then I thought, oh, it must be him. He must have, you know, misplaced his key. However, it wasn't Nick. Um, there were two police officers. One officer asked, um, does Nick live here? And, you know, is he at home now? I replied, no, uh, he's probably at his girlfriend's place. Uh, why? You know, what, what's happened? Is he okay? And um, the officer said that, you know, Nick had been reported missing by his girlfriend. And uh, at that instance, I felt so sick. On Wednesday, the 11th of June, again, Nick didn't head into work. Instead, he visited his girlfriend at her family home. She'd already left for work, so Nick headed off after a brief chat with her father. 
At around 11am that morning, Nick was seen on CCTV in a 7-Eleven supermarket in Yaguna making a small purchase. He later drove to Beachcomber Avenue in Bundina. At the end of this road is a boom gate which leads to a council car park within the Royal National Park. Nick arrived here at the end of the avenue and was seen by a local resident at about 12.15. Nick began to walk along the council road, which isn't usually open to the public. After a short time here, he came across a National Parks and Wildlife officer who asked him if he was looking for a location. Nick told the officer he was looking for the coast track. This is a coastal track within the National Park that stretches from Bundina to Otley. Nick was given instructions to the Gibbon track, and that was the last time the officer saw Nick. It was later reported the officer had noted that while Nick didn't appear distressed, he wasn't equipped for bushwalking. Later that day, Nick and his girlfriend argue on the phone in a series of calls due to poor mobile reception. He ends the conversation by saying he was heading home from his location and would see her soon. That was the last time she spoke to Nick. There has been no trace of him since that day. His phone, wallet and keys were also never found. What happened to Nick? We're really shocked that, you know, this has happened. After not seeing or hearing from him, Nick's girlfriend called the police later that evening. The car Nick had been driving was found the following day in that car park in Bandina. A police land, air and water search soon followed. The pole air search included more than 10 kilometres of coastline. The land search involved at least 24 police officers on foot and on bikes searching the trails within the National Park. But the trail ran cold. We are joined now by his mum, Sylvia. What in particular stands out about the day that he disappeared, sweet? What does anything stay in your mind about the day he he disappeared? Look, um, I didn't see him that day. He had left earlier on the Wednesday, the 11th of June. Uh, but However, this was nothing unusual because at times, you know, he, when we had work meetings or training, he would leave earlier that, than me, earlier than 7 o'clock. So I went to, the, to an appointment myself that morning and tried calling him before. However, uh, there was no answer. He tried returning my call while I was in the um, appointment. Um, I couldn't pick it up. Um, so basically now I went uh, to work afterwards. And um, because it was such a busy day for me, I didn't get a chance to call him back as I didn't think, you know, there was anything urgent. Yes, unfortunately, we just played phone tag, you know, that morning. You would have been up all night imagining what was, where he was, what what had happened. Uh, well, I thought, you know, if it's not at the girlfriend, it must be at his friend. But um, no, um, no one had heard from him. Describe the following days for us, please, Sylvia. Look, we started straight away, um, you know, uh, we had called um, both sides of the family and um, then the following day, you know, the friends uh, came to the park and began the search for him. We've had um, psychics, you know, go out there. Uh, we've gone out with them. We've had uh, abalone divers um, check the waters there. We've had surge dogs, um, canvas, 
the area from Bandina to Boramala mm. and nothing. Then there were a few sightings of Nick shortly after he disappeared. Tell me about those, Sylvia. Okay. Uh, there was a sighting just uh, the first week when he went missing at um, on a ferry at uh, between uh, Cronulla and Bandina. My husband got the call and every mm. time, you know, the phone rings, um, a big part of me hopes that it's Nick or even someone, you know, who might be able to tell us where he is. Yeah. We just need to know that, you know, um, he's okay and safe. So obviously after those sightings that that did get filtered through to you guys, that would have been a real roller coaster of emotion for you to have the anticipation, the hope that possibly this could be Nick and then obviously your hopes dashed when the footage is, you know, proving that it's not yeah. him or in fact not available. So that must be very, very challenging for you. It is, it is, but um, I haven't got another choice. I just have to deal with the situation, you know, on a daily basis as it is and, you know, hope and pray that some positive feedback comes back to us and, you know, we can do what we need to do. And as parents, you wish that you can do everything for them. You and your family also enlisted the help of a private investigator. Did they help you at all? Did they find anything? No, he didn't, um, unfortunately. He took the case on and, you know, he said lots of things, made lots of promises. I think it got a bit too hard or he didn't have, you know, enough time. But unfortunately for us, he didn't follow through with the promises that he made. You and your family even raised $50,000, didn't you, as a reward to anyone with information on Nick's whereabouts? Yes, we did. Uh, The offer is still there of $50,000. The introduction of the rewards or an increase in sightings, which I've covered in the previous questions, but unfortunately, it wasn't Nick. You really do feel in your heart that this is out of character for Nick? Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. I never expected, you know, something like this to happen. Like you hear about it on television and you think, oh God, you know, how sad, but never, never, never in a million years I would have expected this to happen to my children. Almost four years on, how do you handle his birthday and other special dates? Oh, with a lot of sadness. We try to get, you know, through his birthday as best as possible. Oh, with the family, you know, being around, his special dates are kept very, you know, low-key. And we just try and remember the good times, that, you know, we've had over, you know, the last 28 years. No doubt you two have racked your brain with theories as to what happened to Nick that day, Sylvia. Share them with us. What do you think happened that day? Look, I believe he found it hard to deal with the relationship breakdown. We're really, you know, hoping and praying that he just needed time, you know, to work through the situation. He's private, so, you know, he wouldn't even ask anyone for for help or even to talk to. Well, he didn't, you know, come to the family or his friends and, you know, he's got plenty of those. Yeah, I rather believe that, you know, he's out there and um, rather than, you know, having harmed himself. But not knowing is the hardest part. Do you believe his relationship was breaking down? Yes, since then, yeah. Uh, It's become, you know, known to us that, yeah, it was breaking down. 
An inquest was held as they are into the suspected death of a missing person, which is a legal process in which conclusions are read on the evidence that is available at the time. The closing of an inquest can answer some questions, but regrettably, not all of them. Summing up, its conclusion into the manner of Nick's death. There is no clear or exact evidence that allows a conclusion to be reached that Nick intentionally ended his own life on the 11th of June 2014. Nick's last comment to his girlfriend and the location of the last activity of his mobile are inconsistent with Nick taking such a course of action. The fact that all activity on Nick's mobile phone ceased suddenly and the location of the car still parked in the car park tend to suggest that Nick's death was due to some sudden and unforeseen misadventure, such as a fall from height. However, this probability cannot be reconciled with the location where the last mobile phone activity was registered. In all circumstances, the available evidence doesn't allow for any finding to be made as to the manner of Nick's death. The theories that are out there are that, yes, he could have taken his own life, it's a possibility, or that he was the victim of an accidental death, you know, or that he met with foul play, or that he's still alive. But to even hear those theories, uh, surely as a a mum, that must break your heart. Yes, we go through them on a daily basis. But the thing is, for him to have died or committed suicide or... We haven't found anything. And as a mother, I cannot accept that he's gone without any concrete evidence. At the same time, you know, if he has passed, I prefer to know that than go through this every day. At least then we can accept it. But for me to accept that, I've got to have some sort of evidence. And there's been nothing. Nothing, nothing at all. So I live in hope. The whole family lives in hope and prayer. People have said to me that you must move on with life. And I can't do that. Till I've got something, I can't do that. I can't move on. This is my life now. But I wish, you know, he was here to continue his life and, uh, yeah, go on with his life. Or... I wish we found something. That way, you know, we can accept it. And maybe only then, you know, uh, we can move on. We will leave it there for today. Thank you for your company on New Idea Investigates. What happened to Nick Velyanovsky on the 11th of June, 2014? If you have any information at all relevant to this case, Nick's family and the police would love to hear from you. Please call Crime Stoppers on 1800 333 triple zero and remember if you're having a hard time and need to speak to someone you can always call lifeline on 13 11 14 ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.